Hi, hi everyone. Hey, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. And boy, have I got a topic for you today. Yep, I was just sitting here thinking, and uh, I have a journal that is all packed up and ready to go, and I'm going to be going to the post office to drop it off personally and send it on its merry way. And I'm in the middle of cooking lunch before I go, so I thought I would pop on the podcast and have a talk about this topic. I kind of thought to myself, and I wonder if others think this too. Oh, there's Holly. Hello, Holly, practicing your smoke alarm sound. Um, what happens to junk journals after we send them off to the universe? Let's say we gift them or somebody buys one. What really happens to those babies that we put all that love into? Oh, I think that we have lofty dreams that they're placed on fireplace mantles and with lights shining down upon them to pick up all the beautiful bling and glitter and, and uh, almost like a museum piece. Or perhaps they end up on a coffee table as a centerpiece so that when people come to visit, they immediately uh, gather around the beautiful junk journal that is on the table and everybody is so curious and inquisitive as to what this glorious item is. Well, probably in reality, (laughs) it may or may not be that. (laughs) They may get put on a shelf or put in a box or leafed through and hopefully admired. Uh, But maybe, uh, let's face it, they're a little big. They're a little clunky. They take up space. They can be used as door stoppers. Uh, You know, they have many uh, multiple purposes. But, uh, you know, let's kind of think about what might happen to these babies as time goes on. And my best idea might be, in fact, what happens to my journals. And my journals have, uh, that I keep, I have a collection of my own personal journals that I've made. They're mostly my um, journals that I made earlier on, and they represent to me a lot of the learning that I did as I was trying to understand the best way that I could to make a journal. And um, so a lot of them remind me of that journey, but I originally stored them, well, I originally just, you know, put them on a table in my craft room, and eventually the table was full, and that's when I started giving them away and gifting them away and, you know, uh, silent auctioning them away to charities and things like that. And then um, I had still, they were coming because I was just a mad, passionate woman about making journals, and they were getting produced left and right, and... uh, So then they took the little journey to um, a bookshelf. I decided to march my little buns over to Hobby Lobby and buy a bookshelf. And uh, um, I thought, there, that was my answer. I was going to have this, like, you know, it wasn't a floor to ceiling, but it was a tall bookshelf. And it had probably a good four, five, six shelves on it. And I figured that was going to take me a while to fill up. Well, it didn't. (laughs) And uh, my bookshelf filled up very quickly. And uh, then I, as I was still creating and, and um, ga- hi Holly, gathering more supplies, I realized that I needed that space on the bookshelf for my supplies more than I needed it to hold my journals. So uh, yeah, he's really sorry about that. He's developed the uh, the astute ability to do the smoke alarm sound um, very well. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he. Um, or so I needed the space for more supplies, more junk journal supplies. So 
down came all the journals um, from the shelves and into a box they went. Yes, probably several boxes. And then they migrated up to my bedroom, into my bedroom closet onto the top shelf. And I looked up at them in their box, in the boxes and I thought to myself, oh my God, I'm never gonna look at them. I'm never gonna reach for them. I'm never gonna see them. And I know I have so many ideas stored away in those journals that I might like to get inspired from occasionally. What am I gonna do? This is awful. This is terrible. They're, uh, they're way up there and um, uh, they're never gonna see the light of day again if I leave them up there. They're just gonna become dust magnets and this is just not, not feeling right. So I pulled them all down again. And uh, this time I migrated them to my coffee table, which is an old Indian trunk and basically like an old cedar chest style. And I popped them in there and all the ones that would fit, I popped them in there and I thought there, now if if company comes over, I can retrieve a journal and I can say, hey, you want to see something uh, I've been working on and show them that way. And uh, yes, that does work, but uh, it's still space limiting and time, well, I mean, you, you know, um, you, you say, hey, you want to see a junk journal and you open up your chest and there's, you know, 200 of them in there. And then somebody says, oh gosh, I hope this is not like you're going to show me all your home movies. You know, they're thinking that they're not saying that, but they're thinking that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you pull out one and you show them and either they're intrigued or they're just head scratching going, what on earth? And uh, that's fine. And that that's dandy. But um, so that has been my experience with what happens to junk journals. Now, what I don't know and I can't imagine is what happens to the junk journals when I release them to the universe and they go off to other people's places. And, uh, you know, are they kept for the self or are they kept, are they given as a gift? I don't know. I don't know what happens to them. Does a person go through them once and, and they're amazed, but then they're like, okay, I've already been there, done that. I don't really need to go through it again. Or do they like to leaf through and find little surprises that maybe they missed the first time? Or do they use it as a writing journal and maybe they remove a bunch of the ephemera so they can write uh, on the blank pages more easily and, and, and that type of thing. Or is it just a a lookbook? I love that phrase. I came across that not too long ago. A lookbook, something that you just admire and enjoy and just peek through every once in a while. Or maybe you show your mom uh, who might remember certain advertisements from certain days, or maybe you do. Or, um, you know, grandma, or uh, maybe you want to show your grandkids, you know, what things were like back then. And maybe you're using a lot of vintage stuff or vintage pictures. It doesn't even have to be real vintage ephemera, but just whatever you like. Uh, Maybe it's just a conversation starter. Or maybe it just sits on the shelf. Maybe it sits in a box. Maybe it got moved to the bedroom closet on the top shelf. Maybe it got moved to the attic. Maybe it got moved to the basement. Um, But I guess it's like that with any piece of art or crafting. You know, once you release it to the universe, you just have to let it go and just hope that uh, it brings joy wherever it goes and that uh, it has a good journey and a good life and it brings um, adventure and smiles and exploration. And yes, Holly, I hear you. I'm going in the other room. (laughs) I have to leave my lunch for later. Oh, yeah, yep. Okay. So, uh, oh, actually, let me give him a snack. That'll probably quiet him down. You want a snack? What a snack. You want a snack? Yeah. Oh, you know what he really likes? Um, they have these, uh, you, you prob- maybe you've come across some of these corn m- cornbreads at uh, Boston Market. You usually get one with every meal, with chicken dinner. Oh, sorry, Holly. I did. I had, I ate bird. <laughs> I hate to tell him that. 
Okay, if I give him a little piece of cornbread, that, that, uh, that's really what he wants, I'm pretty sure. Here you go, here's your cornbread. He really likes it. Yeah, okay, there you go. All right, it doesn't get much, he gets a tiny little piece, but it keeps the little uh, Bikarama quiet for two minutes. Okay, we're good, we're good. Okay, so yeah, what happens after you release it to the universe? Who knows, who knows? And then what happens in time? Let's say somebody enjoyed your journal and they've marveled over it and they've uh, had so much fun exploring it and checking out all the little spots and interesting things and admiring the papers and writing in it and doodling and making art and all that kind of thing. And then it comes time, they get older and, uh, you know, they pass away. And uh, then there's this journal that's going to come across somebody else's hands at some point in time. Maybe the kids are going to inherit it. Maybe it's going to be sold in an estate sale. Maybe you're going to find it on eBay someday. Maybe it's going to be sold at a garage sale. Uh, Maybe somebody's going to look at it with new eyes thinking, wow, this thing is amazing. Look at the time, energy, and effort somebody put into making this. Oh my gosh, this thing is handmade. And uh, it's such a treasure, blah, blah, blah. And, And who knows? I mean, you know, it's different when... You purchase something. It's diff- like first time, like brand new, even though this stuff is often old, but it's new old, you know what I mean? And versus you found it at a garage sale, you found it at a flea market, you found it at an antique store, you found it like it's like second generation, third generation. The way we feel when we come across old vintage ephemera and, and cool stuff like that, you know that, that, oh, look at that, look how they used to do things. What an unusual craft, what an unusual art piece. Is this what people used to do in their um, spare time? Um, The concept, (laughs) I don't know. It's a crazy thought to think about what people will do with our journal someday. I kind of think about how we may collect old ephemera, old vintage ephemera, old papers from Victorian times or later or earlier vintage times, doesn't matter, but things from another era. And to me, it's a sense of wonder and a sense of marvel and a sense of intrigue and interest. And uh, I'm just fascinated by it. And I'm really surprised at how well the old papers have survived. Yes, some get a little crumbly, but often many are still intact and very good and readable and um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just like, it's fascinating holding something that somebody held a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I don't know the level of expertise that people had back in the 1800s and such to keep their papers, uh, acid free and from falling apart and all that type of thing. But I know they probably don't, did not have the way we have the ability to do that today. So I am hoping, even without great um, means of preserving our papers, that we can just have some fun with the regular papers of today and maybe hope in our hearts that these papers are going to be able to withstand the test of time. Um, just because of the the way they're made and the nature that they're made. Some will probably crumble. Some will probably fall apart. um, And maybe some won't. And I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not personally designing a museum piece, but I would like to think it would be around for a little while. That would be kind of nice. And, uh, I mean, something that's to withstand the ages. I just want to have fun with papers, you know. And uh, sometimes, and, and there's nothing wrong with making a beautiful... Uh, piece that will withstand the test of time. There's, that's wonderful. Um, 
it is more expensive and more time consuming just because of the nature of the products needed in order to make it archival. Um, there's probably some simple tricks to doing it, but I think in the end, you kind of have to ask yourself, how are you going to spend your days? And you got to do what fulfills you and what puts a skip in your step and what allows you to have fun. And if you want to spend your time researching archival elements and what would make this piece of paper glued onto that piece of paper withstand the apocalypse, then have at it, go to it and have fun. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but for me personally, I just want to glue papers and um, put things together in fun ways that somebody else might find interesting or intriguing and uh, then get on to the next project because uh, I like, uh, you know, I think variety is of interest to a lot of people uh, in their crafting. They want to hone their craft, but they also want to try new things, experience new things, um, you know, little condiments, a little shake of this, a little dab of that. Let's try this. We've never tried that before. Let's go for it. What the heck? Um, it's only paper. <laughs> and uh, there is a sense of freedom in that. And I don't want to lose that sense of freedom. I want to have fun. The rest of life can be regimented and full of responsibility and all that fun stuff. But you know what? This little paper place, this little tiny area where, you know, we're just gluing papers. Um, I would like to keep free and easy. And uh, I'm thinking maybe you might feel the same way because maybe that's why you're listening to these podcasts or watching the YouTube videos. Um, I think there are master journal makers out there without question. And uh, I think that uh, I, I hold them in high regard and high respect, and they certainly put a lot into their of effort and thought and into their process and their craft. And uh, there's, uh, you know, many ways to bake a cake, and they're all cakes at the end of the day. It just depends what kind of cake you want to bake. And Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And uh, so you got to have fun with your cakes. You know what I mean? And it's okay to have fun with your cakes. And let me see if he's still eating. I can come back out of the bedroom. Oh, oh yeah, he's still eating it. Oh, good. Oh, don't drop it. Keep eating it, honey. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that those were my thoughts. Oh no, <laughs> I gotta go hide in the bedroom again. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, those were my thoughts as far as what happens to those journals once we let them go. Oh, here's another place I could get stuck because I'm walking in the bedroom under the bed. Oh, there's a great place to stick a journal. One, you know, if you're like leafing through it, maybe you're just going through a few pages at night, something like that, and you just pop it under your bed for quick retrieval as you go explore a little bit more. Or maybe it sits on your nightstand or on a little dresser or something. Um, I have a like a multi-drawer dresser in my closet, and I put cute little things on top of it. And, uh, you know, if uh, I could easily put a journal here, that would be kind of cool. You know, it kind of remind me of olden days and olden times and give me a little inspiration and things like that. I would like that. Um, I don't know why I don't do that. Maybe because journals are everywhere else in the house. Uh, probably. <laughs> but I could do that. I could definitely do that. Um, bathroom? Probably not. <laughs> Just because it might be a little humid in there. Might cause the papers to wrinkle. Might cause, cause the glue to give way. I don't know. Probably wouldn't put it in the bathroom. But let's see where else it could go. Living room? Well, you know, if you have one of those, I don't know, shelves or something in the living room, it could go there. 
Um, I'd probably keep them away from pets. You know, if uh, a pet nibbles on it, not, not too good for the pet, not too good for the journal. Keep it away from pets, out of pet's reach. Um, you know, we use a lot of colorings and uh, dyes and sprays and things like that. So I don't think it would be, it wouldn't be a good chew toy for a pet. Yeah, no. And uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm all about chew toys lately because I am preparing myself. I'm feathering my little nest here for a newbie coming. Yes, 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 yes. I'm very excited. And I thought I'd share this with you that I'm getting another dog. I'm so excited. Um, just needing something to cuddle. And uh, although I do love my Holly Bear very much, um, and he will always be my little man in the house here, he is not that cuddly yeah <laughs> and as his uh, wings and his beak grow um, and his toenails grow he's less cuddly because he's uh, harder to hold on to so um, he's actually due for a toenail trim and a wing trim and a little beak I don't clip it but it gets shaved down a little bit so he cannot pierce the skin as as easily <laughs> yep so uh, but uh, he definitely has a, a good life here. He is, uh, you know, able to cruise around and walk around during the day. I, I put him up at night, but he uh, he gets a good stretch and he 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 flies around a little bit. He'll go from high to low, like he'll climb up the lovebird cage and then he'll fly down to the ground, kind of like sails down. Um, but now with COVID and all this, it's a little harder to, you know, I haven't really taken him back to the vet to get all trimmed up, and he's due. So we'll have to figure that one out. I don't know. Um, but yes, okay, so there will be a little uh, pup coming my way. It'll be a while yet. He's, you know, still, you know, he just came out of the cooker. It's going to be a little bit, um, but I'll, I'll keep you posted. But uh, yeah, so I guess there's going to be another little noise, another little noise to add to the zoo here. But um, yeah, not a good chew toy. A journal would not be a good chew toy. So, uh, and I'm going to have to go, oh boy, this is going to change everything for me. I've been able to sprawl things out on my <laughs> on my floor in the craft room and that's got to come to a screeching halt again. That means everything back in its place, Pam. Everything off the floor. You can't leave anything down. And that is like one kind of good side benefit when you have a a dog or something like that, that uh, if you know they get into things that you cannot leave stuff on the ground. Nope, no, no journal supplies. Mm -mm -mm. Everything is nibbling, nibble factory. Um, so uh, yeah, that's going to change my life a lot coming up uh, in a little while. So it'll probably be good. It'll probably, you know, keep make me keep my craft room clean and organized and um, I just, you know, go to town when it comes to uh, making a journal. I just want everything around me like and I don't even have yeah I just start pulling things out like crazy because I get all excited with ideas and I, I want a, a little bit of lace and a little bit of uh, old ephemera and colors and little beads and buttons and everything and I just gotta have it right close to me and everything comes out and I get I, yeah I don't do it very gently um, and like I said it looks like a craft bomb went off so right now we are back in craft bomb stage as I have just finished a journal and I have just packed it up and uh um, it is going to be sent to the recipient today. So, um, yeah, where do those journals go? I think we just have to let them go free of heart and just trust that whatever journey that journal goes on, and it may have many because of the hands it may touch as it goes through time, uh, will be a good journey and it will fulfill its purpose and whatever that purpose is, is what that purpose is. 
So I encourage you to, uh, you know, if it comes to it, if you gift your journals or you sell your journals or you donate your journals, what have you, uh, just release them and just wish them well and uh, just hope they do good things for others. So there you go, folks. I hope this was uh, enjoyable. I always love hanging out with you guys. And thank you so much for all your encouragement and kind words. And um, I've got a lot of fun things coming your way. So stay tuned. There's going to be new things coming up in my Etsy shop. I'm kind of getting my head wrapped around Christmas coming and um, gift giving ideas and things like that. So I'm going to play around with some different things to put in the um, Etsy shop. And uh, so keep your eye on the Etsy shop. You might see some new things pop up. I may put them on uh, social media uh, pre-announcements or I may just pop them up in the shop and uh, we'll see how it goes. So um, happy crafting, everybody. Uh, Create with reckless abandon. Have lots of fun. And remember that there's lots of joy to be found in those papers. Take care and I'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye.